Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Gene Miles, Part 2. Enjoy. From that day on, I thought, and for the, the, the tour as, as was coming to an end, and I, and I thought if I've learned anything over here, playing with some wonderful players, mm. you know, for the, for the whole tour, but, and, and Frank's been known for his discipl- disciplinarian, mm. and, uh, and I thought, well, You've taught me something, Frank. You know, and uh, that was to be. You've got. To, you've got to be very disciplined when when it's when it's game time. You know, and and, and be professional. So, yeah. But mate, as I said earlier, like twenty seven. There was twenty eight of us. Twenty seven of the best people in the world that you went on tour with. You hardly knew them before you left. And God, Jesus, it's three months, and you're living in their back pocket. Yeah. You know, you're drinking with him. You're at, you're out at bloody nightclubs and. Um, Every meal you had to go and buy, you, you buy yourself. So you go downtown every day to have lunch and yep. stuff. And and now we, we see each other even now. You know, Rowan Hancock was here the other night at the State of Origin. Hasn't seen Rowan for a hundred years since he went out to. Well, he's, he's a Warwick boy, but yeah. Um, and a big hug and stuff. And you know, that's right. Yeah, mate. And you know, Brett Kenny and 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 Zip Zip. Like every time we see each other, and and we. Um, we helped Brett out during his, during his time here here at Fogs during his um he had that cancerous yeah. bloody thing in his in his gut and um you know we uh, we made a donation to him so oh, you know but that's just but that's just the bonding that we, that we had you know and we were fortunate enough we went again on the eighty six kangaroo tour so so our friendship went yeah but you mentioned twenty seven of the twenty eight were the best blokes in the world as a journalist I've got to ask who was the odd man out uh. No, well, I was just wasn't referring to myself. So oh, there you go. Twenty-seven of my best buddies, plus me, is twenty-eight. Yeah, okay, so it wasn't twenty-seven good blokes and one arsehole. No, 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 no. <laughs> if I could give a bloke a rap, and this this guy probably shouldn't have been on tour because he was a bit of a bolter. Had he been on, he was on the seventy-eight tour, like rocket ready. Yeah, he just made he just made so many things so easy for us. To, when we first got there, the the trip the, the trick was he. Rocket says, mate, you've got to buy a car. Get a group of three or four, four of you and you buy a car. Yeah. So came into our room and he, he looked up the, you know, cars for sale and stuff. And he, he did the deal for us, you know, like 250 quid it cost us. So, you know, 50, yep. 50 quid each, five of us in a car. And, and, mate, we just had the time of life. The, the coppers like um, uh, Donnie McKinnon, Albert, Albert, Albert Young, Mel, they all went into a car together, all the they were all coppers at the time, you know, and uh, oh mate, they got up to some strife too. Let me tell you, but uh, but that, that was that was a go. So we, we would have had 
I don't know, seven or eight cars up in, up in the car park. Heaps of shit, absolute <laughs> yeah, yeah. heaps of shit. But, you know, if we wanted to go for a drive to little little town outside of yeah. Leeds, we could. Uh, and we just had, had a ball. Like, Wally used to drive it to the nightclub, you know, and then just, um, just leave it there overnight and go back the next day. How good is that? Yeah. Mate, skipping ahead a little, four years later, you'd tour with the Kangaroos again, the 86 Unbeatables. Your role had very much changed. From memory, you played all six tests on that tour. What type of experience was that? Because 82 and 86, as far as your personal growth is concerned, very different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, we we cemented our spots, I'd say, like um, Donnie Ferner was obviously coach. Yep. And we played the Kiwis during our domestic season, you know, uh, in 86. And uh, we played at the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground and – and uh, also here at Lang Park, and one game over in, over in the Kiwi. So Bert and I, Brett, Brett Kenny and I were pretty well cemented in, into the centre yep. position. And um, and and Donnie was very loyal. He very very seldom changed. Well, not too many coaches do change a, a winning Test side. Yep. So we got over to England, and um, that that was it. You know, the first Test side was named, and uh, it was pretty much the, the team that that played here here in Australia, um, and. So yeah, Don, Don Donnie stuck uh, stuck by me, and, and then of course uh, that side went on to the Old Trafford, the first Test match, mm. and um, we had a bit of a, uh, a a big win there, and um, that was uh, that basically set up the um, set up the rest of the tour because you know we were under the pump from the nineteen eighty two team that going through undefeated, mm. and uh, we'd, oh, we'd, pressure, we'd, yeah. we'd won our first three uh, lead up games, and then that was the first Test, so. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. So the pressure was on then to um, continue on and keep yeah. the uh, undefeated tag, and um, and that was a uh, you know the, the the big talk. Well, it wasn't the big talk, but we all knew every time we took the field, that we wanted to keep that undefeated tag. Once again, that the best three months of my life. You know, that's, that's yeah. the best six months. And, um, you know, we, we learned a lot from the 1982 tour that, you know, we were the big boys in, in the 1986 tour. So yep. a lot of things that happened on tour. We sort of uh, discussed with the, uh, the, the the new players. The next and, generation. Yeah. And, uh, and and the bonding there, once again, was uh, was super. Mate, premierships with uh, the Seagulls in eighty. 80- 284, 86, through your successes, your name kept coming up in Sydney. Rumours or stories of you almost signing with the Roosters, the Eagles, the Bears. Then Peter Sterling told us on one of these interviews recently, he was positive you were coming to the Eels in 87. What's the fact and fiction amongst all these Sydney stories? No, a lot, lot, lot of fact. Had, had a stack of offers and uh, some, some very, very good offers. And the one still I would have been referring to was yeah, um, Fitzgerald came up here to uh, to sign me and uh, and you know through uh, through my association with Brett and, and Sterlo on those tours, yep. um, you know, they they thought that I'd be a good fit down there. And, and I was I was very, very serious about going. And um, and then. We, uh, we we won the the GF here in in '86, and um, obviously went on the tour and stuff, and then and and that that offer came up for the '87 '87 season, mm. which there was rumours around that 
you know, the Bronx were about to come into the competition yep. and, you know, what nothing better than, you know, playing in the toughest comp in the world and then living living in Brisbane, which was mm. very, very attractive to a lot of uh, a lot of us, you know. And and uh, so I just thought, well, I'll play one more year here um, and then, you know, if, if Brisbane don't get the um, the invitation that we're expecting, well, you okay. know, I'll certainly move. But, but and and the, the other story there is is uh, of course we we signed Wally and I signed with uh, Manly mm. and um, and that was with the great Kerry Packer, and Wally tells that story every every lunch I go to it, and I was there. And that story's changed a hell of a lot <laughs> over the years. <laughs> um, but that that was an experience, and which you 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 obviously would have heard at, mm. at some sort of luncheon. Uh, but that that was very very serious, and and we signed, and it was it was Bozo was the coach, and the contracts were there, and they were with PBL, which is obviously Kerry's uh, Kerry's yep. company, um, because the money was was just too hard to knock back. You wow. know, he just made it very difficult for us, and it, most intimidating day of my life. Let me tell you, it was was meeting him. And walking into his his office with the the big size fourteen, uh, I don't know if they're RMs or not, but he had size fourteens on, on on the desk, and <clears throat> and his opening opening line was, um, "Welcome, how much do you want to play? How, how much do you want me to pay you to come and play for Manly?" Wow! And I've gone, it's not supposed to happen like that, yeah. Kerry. <laughs> You're supposed to make an offer, and I'd I'd, I'd consider it. And anyway. <clears throat> And he said, uh, he, and Wally had already signed, unbeknownst to me, he, he'd signed his contract, and uh, he, he got uh, he got one hundred and fifty thousand, and he wouldn't. Wally Wally walked out of his uh, Kerry's office, and they, he wouldn't let our eyes or, or we, we we couldn't contact no communication, each other. So he couldn't yeah. tell me how much he's already got. Anyway, and I I, I went in there, and I, I thought, oh shit, how much do I ask for? You know, like he. Kerry's asked me the question. I yep. said, anyway, cut a long story short, I said 100K. He said, you got it. Now go out and get uh, go out and get Wally and bring yourselves back in here. And, um, okay, he said, uh, you've signed for Manly. You'll be, you'll be here in the 80s, for the 87 se- season, um, which just so happens they won the grand final. Yep. And um, <clears throat> he said, um, I got you for 150 Obviously, you can't go back to Manly and tell tell the players that because no one's on that sort of money yep. at Manly. So I'm going to pay you 100 through whatever uh, the Manly, and then I'll play you 53 PBL. And he said he pointed at me. He said, "I got you too cheap. I'll give you 100,000, and he, and I'll, I'll PBL will give you 25,000 on top." So. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat, just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. I thought, shit, that's good money. I'm only 25000 behind the king, and I'm thinking, shit, I've done well. Yeah. And, and, and that, 
That's the gospel story, mate. And uh, we wow. jumped on the plane and, and, and came back and thought, shit, uh, that, that's good money. We can't knock this back. And anyway, the old, you know, we had to sign a, um, uh, a clause in our contract when we played for Queensland that you can go to Sydney, however, you must give the Queensland Rugby League last official bid on your um, – okay. if they can match that offer, you stay. You stay. If they can't match, you're, yep. you're more than welcome to go anyway. Cut a long story short, QRL did a Save Your Stars thing and stuff. And anyway, we, we, we got close to that. Like, to play in this comp here, for yeah. that sort of money, we're crazy, crazy not to. And, and the Bronx were, you know – are about to come in anyway, so so I've still got the contract at home that uh, they signed with Kerry Packer. Yeah, it's Have still, you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever re- regret not going down? Absolutely, mate. If I Do got you? one regret, one regret in, in in my career, and I, you know, I, it's that I wasn't down there. It's a, I, I went, I went, I went to play there, and I was a twenty-eight year old. You know, yep. eventually with with the Bronx, and I would have loved to be there as a 23 year old because. Yep. The amount of the amount of um, stuff that I learned, you know, with the three years, the four years mm. with the Bronx, uh, you know, it's a different comp altogether, you know, mm. and, and we, we were told that, and you know, uh, but just, you know, the professionalism and and, and and what else goes with it is just, you know, there's so much hype down there. Like, you know, we we never used to get that sort of publicity. Up here, you know, yeah. we just had the yep. one newspaper or two newspapers, but down there, you know, there's three and four, and, and just rugby league crazy. But that that was my that that, that is a, a regret that I didn't take up one of those offers uh, earlier and and played in that competition, uh, you know, as a even as a early twenty or late mid 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 twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it, it did set made me a better player at, at the late, late later stage of my um. Of career by okay. playing in that yeah. comp week in week out and you know getting flogged and getting smashed and but yeah it was um, yeah it was a great great learning experience but yeah that's that's one little one little regret the introduction of the Broncos you were there <clears throat> game one what do you recall um, yeah hard tough tough off season obviously uh, you know we we assembled a, a squad of oh shit I don't know it would have been thirty five blokes Jeez. you know. And we ended up we we, we did our uh, preseason training at Corelban, you know, up in the hills and shit stuff we'd never ever seen. You know, we mm. used to turn up January to do preseason in the Brisbane competition. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, shit, we got to get serious here. And, yeah, very very tough off season. Um, but yeah, the the place was a buzz. You know, it was Expo here, nineteen eighty eight. Was Expo it was going crazy, and the hype around our Brisbane team. Uh, playing in the, mm. the New South Wales comp was, was enormous, and we were front and centre of uh, all of that. You know, every, every bit of publicity. It was it was Wally and myself and and uh, Greg Dowling. You know, yep. And so, but really exciting. You know, really mm. exciting. Um, and you know the way we started, we won our first six games. We said, "Shit, I bet mm. you New South Wales are regretting they've invited us into this comp." Well, seven. Game seven, game eight, and game nine didn't turn out exactly yeah. how we wanted, and uh, that's the weekly grind, is it? Absolutely, yeah. Isn't, you know, just analysing our first season or even our second season because we probably didn't address the issue uh, near as quickly as what we should have, and and that was just you know finding out where we fit into this this, this uh, New South Wales comp yep. is that one thing we weren't fit enough, mm. the second thing we weren't strong enough. 
and okay. you, we just we just weren't resilient enough. And you know, there's three things now. That you, you look at that '92 side, and they uh, they had all those those had all those ingredients just yeah, tick the boxes by '92. You know? Absolutely, mate. At this time, you were still playing Origin at the top of your game. In total, you played twenty times for your state. Is there one game that stands out for whatever reason above the other nineteen? Yeah, um, for the for the eighty nine, that was my last ser- series. I, I played in the three games, and I played in the back row. That was my transition from the mm. from the uh, the centre to the second row, and totally different game. Uh, you know, like I. We we got it easy out in the centres, you know. <laughs> I must admit, uh, <clears throat> I'm saying that publicly now. I would never ever, ever uh, yeah. owned up to that, but uh, that's tough, you know. Like playing playing against Blocker and Tunksy and and Roycey Simmons and and those guys mm. at that level, you know. And 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 that, those guys, you know. I know that this the current sides, um, you know, being criticised about their passion, which I think's a a load of shit. You know, yeah. they, they've got passion, uh, but. Those guys back in those days, you know, we're talking um, through the the late eighties. You know, they they had it all. You know, yeah. And um, you know, we, we'd have a stink every time we played. You know, which which was just all part of it. But but that uh, yeah, that, that that those games there, the the three of them, I, I, I would say were the were the toughest three games I, I, I played in Origin. Yeah. And I, you know, I might have been at the back end of my career too, thinking, but but to play. At number twelve, uh, at the at that level for eighty minutes, uh, yeah, that's that is that's tough going. Did you enjoy the positional shift or not? As you look back, I love I love love the positional shift. I hate putting my head into a scrum. Yep. my neck is just totally wrecked now. Is it only for that small yeah. small time I spent there? Because you know, I'd, no one taught you how to push in the back of a scrum no. and stuff. And I never. Well, that was it. when scrums. Where you did push, yes, yeah. yeah. And I, Fatty was, a, you know, usually uh, at the back of me, and he, he, he doesn't push, and I, and I didn't push, and I thought, oh, you want me to go and take it up the next ruck? I can't be pushing here and yeah. doing, doing that. But, but that, yeah, that that was uh, that that was a, a, a total totally uh, great experience for for me uh, to, to to play, um, you know, at that level. Against the against the guns back in the day, mm. like we got beaten in 1986, three nil. Yep, and um, you know, I, I if I'm asked, it, it's the only series I lost. I, I played seven series and we lost 86, and it was not more than a converted try in the in the um, in the score lines of the three wow. games. Yeah, and that's Wayne Bennett's. That was Wayne Bennett's. Um, uh, first year as coach too, mm. and um, he, he was about to get the ass actually after yeah. after that. But um, I, I, of, I often say that's the best series I played against. But in 1989, obviously playing in the back row was a totally different, totally different ball game. I bet. Uh, back to the Broncos at the end of '90, uh, Wally Lewis was given his marching orders as captain. You were named as captain. How did that go down with the King? Not well. Uh, <laughs> not well at all. Um, when you a simple swap the captaincies, you know, you just don't have the C beside your name anymore. You think that'll just be a natural, natural, natural transition, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, no way, mate. You're taking the captaincy off the greatest player in the world. You know, he's been captain all his life. He's never ever run out second in any in any yeah. game. And um, 
So you've taken it off him, and uh, you're, you're good mates. Well, you were good mates up until then. But, um, yeah, very difficult times and, you know, very uncomfortable times, which, you know, oh, I, I don't – I don't like being uncomfortable with anything, and, yep. and that in particular, because I was, I was just floating through my career, you know, and, and I had no responsibility. Mm. But in hindsight, it's the best thing that I ever accepted was the captaincy of the Broncos because I had to stand to attention and take some responsibility, a bit of accountability. Adds another layer to you. Absolutely, yeah. mate. And it's changed me as a person, changed me as a person in my working life, and I, I use all those those things that I learned back then in, in my my. My working life. That's uh, very now. cool. Yeah, but you know, it happened under terrible circumstances, and you know that's that couple of years that uh, that Wally and I didn't talk were you know very very awkward. Yeah. And, um, but about twelve months ago, I think Wally's finally over it, mate. It's only been thirty odd years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the king. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Mate, a Wigan swan song in 1992. Success followed you as it had done since Townsville. Wins in the league championship and the Challenge Cup final. Great footy experiences, great life experiences. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Had to pack up. Like, got the arse from the Bronx, basically, in, mm. in 1991. Uh, took the captaincy in 1990, had it for 1991, and then they flicked me. I said, mm, thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, but Did that hurt? Absolutely, yeah. 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 I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay, you know, one more year. I was 30, 31. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to stay one more year. I'll be 32 when I finish my career, and I'd, I would have loved to finish it with the, with the Bronx. But anyway, that shit happens. Yep. And just so happens that Morris Lindsay was in town at the same time, and he was out here just checking out a few hotels for the, the visiting Poms. Yep. Uh, and Morris had, had been trying to get me to Wigan for a long, long time. And, right back uh, to the 86 when Brett. Brett Kenny went mm-hmm. over there, and Greg Dowling went over there, and a couple other players went went, went over there. Anyway, I was in town at the right time. I, I'd just been disappointed with with the Bronx because the, they offered me a contract, but it was an incentivised contract. Incentivised contract, and I said, "I'm not playing for incentivised. I've got so nothing to prove to you guys." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I probably made the decision easier on them because I uh, accepted to go to Wigan. Yep. But uh, yeah, like, tremendous. Like um, my my wife, where we just had a just had a child, uh, Tegan, mm. and um, she was 18 months old and she was pregnant again with uh, another one. So he was made in Australia. He was born in, born in Great Britain. Uh, cool. But I lobbed there and, um, you know, just sailed straight through customs and stuff. There was no, you know, working visas and stuff that were all organised. Like mm. Wigan had fixed everything up. 
uh, the one of the directors were there to pick us up, took us to Morris's house, as a matter of fact. Morris uh, lived alone, uh, so he moved out so we could so we could live in his house. Seriously, he yeah. lived out of his own joint. Yeah, for and for the first first few weeks, we we, we lived in Morris's house, and he he lived at the local hotel down the road. Jeez, and uh, that that's you know, and and that's just mind boggling to think that people. They organised everything for us. You know, they had a car, they had the baby seat, they had a a, a new baby, mm. you know, um, crib thing. They had everything organised. A, a house which uh, you know that a lot of the palms would die for. You know, wow. a three bedroom house uh, just down the road from Central Park, the old Central Park. Yep. Uh, so they made the transition so smooth, you know, so easy. And um, and I got there. And you, oh and behold, like <laughs> first game. We're playing St. Helens, hate each other, as, as, yeah. as you probably know. And we were neighbours, but uh, just hate each other. And anyway, I'm, I'm warming up in the, um, in, in the, in the warm-up area, out on the footy field, freezing cold. And uh, I, was, I was playing, I was, I was to play second row that night. And um, anyway, we're doing a few, few drills, and I, I took off and I thought, oh, shit. And I just felt my thigh hair and I thought oh I said I can't pull out of this I said um, no no one knew I no one knew I'd done it and I was just thinking because it was it was a um it was a midweek match but that the um the old St Helens field was just chock-a-block because I, I'd got a shitload of publicity yep. about going over there and and Mel had just been there you know the the, the previous year with yeah. Saints so uh Anyway, I said, oh, I can't, I can't tell the coach that I've torn my bloody quad. Anyway, first mistake I ever made. I got a, I ran out there and um, this big front row came at me and, and just put a little bit of a swerve on it and I tried to, to, to chase him and just, I looked like I, I didn't want to be there, you know. Wow. Anyway, then the chant started, what a waste of fucking money. Oh. <laughs> And I, and I just, I, I signaled to the to the bench. I said, "Mate, I've got, I've torn my thigh, and I, I, I really should come off, oh. and I shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have played." But oh, mate, they give it to me. They give it to me. The uh, the St. Helens supporters. Wow, and and I, I, I remember this to the day. Like, it's just, uh, and it just wasn't a little group. It was a whole joint. You know, what a ways the. Got money, and I think, oh, I've got eight months of this. How yes. am I going to get through this? But anyway, touch, touch wood. I I went and had physio and stuff, and and got back on the footy field, and came. And it was an it was an international side, you know. It was basically yeah. they came out here uh, the year after the year after that that in nineteen ninety two. They came out at two. Remember when Gordy had that big blue with old mate um, Terry O'Connor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Anyway, the whole side, apart from myself and Dean Bell, was selected on on that tour. But uh, yeah, super side: Joe, Joe Lloyd and Sean Edwards, um, yeah, Andy Gregg, you know. And uh, we had a, a, a big prop that played there. Show um, uh, Kelvin Skerritt, Skerritt, yeah. Skerritt's fan over there were. He was the Steve Roach of English rugby league, yeah. you know, tough bastard, you know, and just belt the Christ out of the, yeah. the opposition. And Andy Gregg was the Wally Lewis of uh, English rugby league because it, he? he could say anything to the referees, argue and, and talk to them as though they're 
mongrel dogs as the <laughs> king used to do. Uh, and uh, get away with murder, yeah. but lovely bloke, lo- lovely bloke. But they, they just, mate, we, we, we went through. We, we got beaten a couple of times that year, but uh, you know we were never, ever, ever going to lose mm. Wembley um, or the uh, the mid the midweek challenges back then, the, the Silk Cup and stuff. And yeah. we, we won, we won everything that year that you could you could possibly win. You know, wow. <clears throat> um. In retirement, selector, Fogs boss, still to this day, still involved at the highest possible level, 42 years after your arrival. Do you still love it? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's been a huge part of my life, um, you know, ever since that, that little skinny bugger came from, from Townsville. Yeah. Um, and to be, to be still involved now, like I, I, I finished playing, yeah, as, as you mentioned, in 1992, you know, 30 years later, mm. I'm still involved at, at, at this level and, and you know, I've been, been a selector for 21 years now and, and, you know, I've seen some unbelievable runs that, you know, the, the decade of dominance, which yeah. we'll never ever see again. Well, I won't ever ever see yeah. again anyway. Like that, that, that is unprecedented and will never ever be equaled or, or bettered, you know. Um, so, yep. And still, still, still love the game, and you know, I, I love sitting at home. You know, Saturdays watching the watching the three games, yeah. Friday night watching the two games, and and um, you know, to be still still involved now with with Billy and, and Lockie's Lockie's the other selector for for Queensland, and um, you know, th- this year was was uh, a little bit different because we had to select the twenty us. Uh, 22 man squad, yeah. and you know we had Cameron and JT and Nate in camp, and you know they they basically after we select the 22 guys, they basically pick the side, mate, because you know yeah. they they're working with them every day of the week. So um, yeah, and and what a, what a result we got, you know, it was uh, wasn't it? Like that's uh, I, from the day that Billy accepted the job, I, I had a meeting with him, and I said. Huge step, you know what what you're doing. And I said your nuts are well and truly on the line, old boy. Yeah, and you've and you've got a fair bit to lose, you know, because yeah. uh, it's ruthless. Particularly this these series are ruthless. Like yeah. Brad's, you know, Freddie's copping it now, yep. you know, and, which is so unwarranted, you know. Yeah. Like, um, you know, they're going to sign him up for another five years last year, and then you lose one series. And uh, they just turn on you, yep. and it's and it's it's ruthless and cutthroat, isn't it? Yep. And uh, you know, but I was so pleased to to see Billy, you know, because I emphasise, mate, you win game one, you take a lot of pressure off yourself yep. simply because you don't have to cop the the media bashing that you cop, yeah. you know. And if you lose game, and, and if you win game one, you lose game one, and you lose game two, you're a failure, yep. you know. It's, but to avoid that, win game one, and we we. And obviously, we you know, we put we pulled off the um, yeah the perfect series for him, and uh, you know he's a uh, yeah he's 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 a, such a thorough person, yeah. you know, and as you could imagine, you know, and um, he's got just such a great team around him as well, yep. you know, hand picked, and they might have come at a, a larger price than the normal state yeah. um, assistant coaches, but Jesus Christ, it's worth every cent. It's been very special being able to sit down with someone I call a mate and a mate that I also grew up in awe of as a young footy fan. I, like many, marvelled at your talent, at your speed, your size and actually just your mere presence. In total, 320 first-class games with a list of achievements far too long to go through. It's been a pleasure, Gene Miles. You, sir, are a legend. Thank you, mate.
We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. Their stories are simply amazing. The Rugby League Superpod drops in time for your weekend. It's full-on and the hottest podcast on the market with at least a dozen interviews every episode. Current-day superstars and former legends drop into chat footy and share plenty of laughs. It's loose, we love it, and you will too. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to the stars themselves? Then on Saturday, the Firebrand Weekend Session is a new addition to our lineup. We're chatting with the players and coaches about barbecues, beers, and who you'd invite to your place for the perfect weekend session. It's hilarious. To keep the content coming, we'd ask if you could spare 30 seconds when you're done here and leave us a five-star rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. It's huge for us as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.